This episode is brought to you by our great sponsors. If you need to buy a domain, look no further than Hover.com. With hundreds of domain extensions, no heavy-handed upselling, and best-in-class support, Hover makes it easy to spend less time on your domains and more time on your big idea. I use Hover for all of my domains, and I couldn't be happier with the process from start to finish. And now, you can use the offer code BUILDSOMETHING for 10% off your first purchase. That's BUILDSOMETHING, all one word, no spaces. Head over to buildpodcast.net slash hover today. That's buildpodcast.net slash hover. Have you ever struggled to find the time to promote all of your amazing content on social networks? Are you tired of logging into several different places and platforms to complete all of your digital marketing needs? Don't worry anymore. Social Web Suite has got your back. Social Web Suite, the social sharing platform built for professionals by Hype Studio, will take care of all of your social media marketing needs, so all you need to do is relax and concentrate on growing your business. Start your free trial today and see what all the buzz is about. Head over to buildpodcast.net slash hype for more information. That's buildpodcast.net slash H-Y-P-E. And when you are ready to make the purchase, make sure to use the discount code BUILDSOMETHING and save yourself some money. And now, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of How I Built It. The podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Topher DeRoja from HeroPress. Topher, I never ask people if I say their name correctly, but I said your name correctly, I hope? You nailed it, and it's, All right. it's unusual. Most people get it a bit wrong. Nice. What What's the weirdest one that you've gotten? Oh, man. I mean, other than just crazy ridiculous, I get a lot of uh, DeRosia, DeRosia, DeRosia. Uh, gotcha. Nice. I... You know, you would like I have a pretty phonetic name myself, Casabona, but yeah. I get a lot of Casabana and stuff like that, uh-huh, Casabone. Yeah. So, I un- I understand. Cool. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh we're just going to jump right into it. Uh why don't you tell us a little bit about uh who you are and and the idea behind Hero Press? All right. I am Pretty average guy from Michigan, married, two kids, two dogs, little house. I've been a web developer for more than 20 years now and got into WordPress in 2010 and realized that it solved many, many of the problems that I had been trying to solve over the previous 15 years. So I jumped in with both feet and I haven't really developed with anything else since. And you asked about HeroPress. It's a very long story, but uh, one day I got up out of bed and I checked my email and my boss said, uh, um, you're not going to work on the work you've been doing for the last year and a half. I want you to do something special for WordPress. But he didn't tell me what it was. Huh. He just said that. So I wrote back and I said, uh, what kind of thing are you thinking? And he said, that's your journey to discover. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I had to figure something out. And uh, there were some stipulations. If I if I I did this, uh, it would have to be all in. I couldn't go back to my old job. It was hundred percent or nothing. And uh, it needed to be financially profitable within three months. And what else? There were a couple other things that yeah. that don't really matter now. But 
I thought long and hard, and uh, he made available to me a WordPress development company in India and said, if you need to build something, use these guys. I've, I've bought their time. And wow. I got to know one of the guys there pretty well. And uh, one evening he kind of he got frustrated and ranted a bit about how hard it was for his agency to get good contracts. And he asked me for business advice. And I am not awesome at business, and I'm not from India, so I don't know about business in India. So I thought I would try and find somebody in India who has succeeded where he was failing. And uh, that got me connected with the organizers from WordCamp Pune. And they had great advice for him. And I thought, hey, this is awesome. I need to connect people who, you know, one person has a need and the other one has a solution. So I was going to do videos uh, like TED or TEDx. Mm-hmm. And we did a Kickstarter. We were looking for sixty thousand Australian dollars, which is about forty U.S. And uh, what we were more than money, we were looking for validation. Mm-hmm. So we wanted sixty thousand one dollar donations. Right. So you kind of wanted to know that people would be a lot of people would be into this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And when it, what actually happened is about four organizations gave about 5000 each. So I ended up with just over 20 Okay. And that was the end of it. And uh, that, I mean, that was, that was the end of HeroPress. And I got a flood of email from people saying, please don't let this die. This is such a great idea. You got to do something. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, you know, what, what can I do? And it occurred to me that if I switched to text – then it would be far more consumable by people with low bandwidth, which was kind of my target audience. It would be infinitely cheaper than sending a videographer to people's houses around the world. And I could just do it. So I asked permission from from Dave, the guy that actually owns HeroPress. And I said, you know, can I do this? And he didn't write back. He was off on a business trip doing something. So I just did it. And a couple of months later, he wrote to me and said, hey, I like what you're doing there. Keep it up. <laughs> Which was a nice relief. Yeah. But uh, so I, I, I published the first one and thought, oh, no, I need to do another one. <laughs> so I rushed around finding somebody for the next week. And for like the first five or six, I did that every week. I was like, oh, no, I got to get another person. <laughs> which is a terrible way to run a run a curated blog like that. But uh, it worked, and it seems to be popular. So I'm still doing it. That's awesome. So so HeroPress is, I guess, like the elevator pitch, right? Is it's, it's for people in the WordPress community that, how would you put it? I, I have the short version up. Right, and it says people who feel marginalized as a result of culture, language, gender. Yeah, I wanted input from people, people different from me. Gotcha. I mean, everybody I know in the WordPress community personally, well, everybody I knew at the time, I met at WordCamp, and they were all Americans, they were all, you know, American rich, they were all generally the same. You Mm -hmm. know, they live in a city or... Or the country. I mean, I know the country, but it's American. And it's even similar in Europe and Australia and things like that. I mean, the, the lifestyle is very similar. 
I wanted something really different. I wanted to hear from people everywhere. Back in the 70s, there was a TV show called Big Blue Marble, and it was for kids. And every week they showcased a culture. And it was about the kids. It said, you know, what do kids eat there? What do kids play there? Where, what's it like for school there? And then at the end, there was a pitch for uh, pen pals. And you could write to this place and sign up, and they would hook you up with a kid somewhere else in the world. And there are people to this day that write to their pen pals that they got from Big Blue Marble. And I sort of wanted it to be like that. I just want to talk to people and say, what's it like where you live? How do you do business? How do you get paid? Do you get paid? Is your currency such that you get 100,000 whatevers for an hour of work? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's awesome. I mean, it's, um, you know, people kind of like to live in a in their own bubble or echo chamber. And it seems like, you know, much like Big Blue Marble, Hero Press is showing us what's outside of our bubble within the WordPress community. Yeah, it really is. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and a lot of the people that I talked to felt like they're not part of the WordPress community. They mm-hmm. do, they can't go to WordCamps. Sometimes their English isn't awesome, so they don't feel comfortable on Slack and in forums and stuff like that. And they just don't feel connected at all. And I'm really hoping that this this changes that because it's kind of on us to reach out to them to say, you know what? You're cool. I don't care if you're I don't care what your English is like. I don't care how far away mm-hmm. you live. I want to have a conversation with you and I will sit and take the time to listen to you because you have valuable stuff to say. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's fantastic. So now Hero Press is uh it's a blog. How long has it been going for? I think I've published the first one in March of 20 uh let's see this is 16 so it would be 14. Okay, cool. So it's it's uh, about two, almost three years old. Uh, yeah, it's it, it was going to be uh, video, and then you yep. switch to to text, text based. Yeah. So uh, aside from the the Kickstarter, uh, or maybe kind of maybe in conjunction with the Kickstarter, I would love to hear what kind of research you did for setting it up, kind of the steps you took after <laughs> once you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe once you got your bearings and, and realized I need to line up more than one guest per week, right? Yeah. So m- maybe we could talk a little bit about that. I did precious little research. <laughs> That's why I laughed. <sighs> I don't know that I could have done more at the time because I didn't know what to research. I mean, I know now. I look back. I say, oh, I should have looked at that. I should have looked at this other thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. <laughs> I just I just threw it out there, you know? Throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. There was two parts to your question. So what was the other one? It was uh, revolving around kind of Kickstarter and then the the necessary steps you took uh, to set up Kickstarter and then post Kickstarter because we don't talk oh, about yeah we don't talk about crowdfunding really. Yep. Uh, so I'd love see, to hear more about that. That's something else I did precious little research on. <laughs> the big surprise for me was that once you submit to Kickstarter, they get four to six weeks to think about whether or not you're allowed to do this Kickstarter. Wow. Yeah. So we were like, all right, the site's up. The site's ready. Let's go live. Submit to Kickstarter. We're live. No, we're not. We got six weeks. Oh my gosh. And that sucked because we were ready, you know, and 
the clock was ticking. I mean, I had only so many months before before it needed to be done. And Dave said, you know, when do we pull the trigger? I mean, if, if we run out of if we run out of startup cash before the Kickstarter even goes, what do we do? And so I pitched to him going to Pressnomics. And I was crossing my fingers that our Kickstarter would be live when we, by the time we I got there. And it went live the morning of the first day. <laughs> oh, wow. And it was perfect. So I want to back up a little bit because that's – I mean, that's the great part of the story. But the research and stuff, we chose Kickstarter instead of GoFundMe because at the time it was just a little more famous. People were a little more comfortable with it. It's like why people use PayPal instead of Stripe. Right, You know, right. it's just everybody knows it. So that's why we picked Kickstarter. One of the drawbacks to Kickstarter, as opposed to GoFundMe, is that if you don't get your goal, you don't get anything. With GoFundMe, you get the money as it comes in. So every week you get a little check. Interesting. That's really, yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. So uh, so even, I mean, even with Kickstarter, it was do or die. If we didn't get it, we got nothing. So that's why we chose Kickstarter. And then... Uh, they have a really good process for getting set up. There's a, a step-by-step thing. They say you really need to have a video or nobody's going to give. Here's how you make a good video. And it's not just technologically. It's how to speak and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were really useful there. Then, so we got everything set up and we submitted. And I, I could have known if I had read every line of their documentation, I would have known that there was that time there. But I didn't. So you would think they would have that in like big block letters though. Like they're going through the, how to make a video. This is what you need. You would think like, once you do all this, it's going to be like a month. Yeah. So we submitted and then let's see, there was something cool that happened after. What was it? Oh, that's the other thing. You can't resubmit a Kickstarter. You can't run it a second time. Gotcha. So in Kickstarter's eyes, you fail, you're lost. Yeah. Yep. You can do something else. Right. You can run another Kickstarter for another thing, but this thing failed. Move on. <laughs> and it seems like probably the the lead time, right? The four to six weeks is because they have a person manually review this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Somebody's looking and you know, they want to make sure it's legit, that's not right. a scam and all that kind of stuff. And oh, I remember what the other thing I was gonna say. I emailed them and explained that I was under a tight deadline mm-hmm. and uh, they turned it around in three weeks. Oh, wow. So I, all, I mean, for all I know, everybody was getting that and four to six was covering their butt. Right. I don't know. There's no way to know, but I asked and I got it in three weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's so, so awesome. So you said that in that short story that, the it going live the day of pressnomics was an interesting part of the story. Yeah. The next question I usually ask is, uh, you know, like, do you or did you talk to anyone for business advice? And I mean, pressnomics oh, is like yeah. a a business WordPress conference. So sure. I would love to hear that story. You know, I didn't at at pressnomics because mm-hmm. the th- the thing was there and it was ready to go. I was pitching it at that point, but okay. I did go to. Uh, it was a WordCamp in Florida. It was not Miami. It was probably Orlando. And I hunted people down and mm. looked them in the eye and asked them. This was before I knew what I was doing. 
This right. is before I knew, even before the video idea. I, we were talking about doing a, a code school or a job board or just all kinds of stuff. So I talked to Norcross. I talked to Kareem Maruki. I talked to Sam Seidler and just anybody I could get a hold of and said, what does WordPress need? What could, what could we do? What could be helpful? And I got some good answers that have not been acted on by anyone yet and well, could still be a viable thing. When we're not recording, we could talk about those things. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So, so and, and people were really helpful. I mean, everybody was like, oh, dude, that's awesome. You're in a great position. Uh, here are some ideas. Nice. So you heard a bunch of ideas, uh, and then you picked. So did you pick HeroPress based on what you were told at these conferences, or was it? Is this kind of like a brainchild of you and Dave? Was it? Yeah, Dave. Okay. It was mostly us. Okay. There were some ideas. Uh, like I kind of came up with the idea after talking to Jeet in India about connecting people. Uh, that really resonated with Dave. Oh, you know, what? and there's here's something else. A little, a little bit of the story in the back. When we really started, like at the very beginning, the first day, Dave sent me a photo of a little kid getting a bath, a shower kind of, in an alley in India. It's a narrow little alley with a, a little runner of water down the middle and you know houses lining on either side and his mom was dumping water over his head. And he said, I want to help that kid. When that kid grows up, I want him to have a job in WordPress. I want I want things to be more available for that kid. So that's a little bit of where the whole connecting people on the fringe came from. Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. I mean, this is such a great and and unique idea. Now, it is it's primarily a blog, right? And you have different contributors. Yeah. So when we talk about, you know, the title question, how did you build it? Uh, I know, like, you know, pre pre going live, mm-hmm. you you mentioned a pretty interesting piece of code. So we could talk about that, and then I'd love to hear, like, kind of how you how you built the community. If you have sponsors, if the site is making uh, you know enough money to kind of be worth your time and and the costs sure. of running a site, so. Maybe yep. we could start with the technical stuff and then move towards the the business aspect of it. Yeah. Initially, like when we were doing the Kickstarter, uh, we wanted just the bare bones MVP. And so I took underscores and gave it a white background, put our logo on it and put a form on it that said, sign up for our, you know, our super secret project and you'll learn more later. People signed up. They did that. And then uh, when we went live... Again, we still didn't know if we were going to go very far, so we didn't want to spend a lot of money. So I uh, I used a theme called Make from the Theme Foundry. Okay. And I think that was the first time I used it. And it gave a very nice-looking site with minimal effort, and I said, awesome, let's let's run with that. And that is the same theme it is running today. It is almost <laughs> almost untouched. That's awesome. Uh, theme-wise. Once we started doing contributors uh, I created a custom post type for contributors instead of making them users for a variety of reasons uh, one of which was a lot of the plugins that I wanted to use applied to content as opposed to users uh, 
So I wanted I wanted maps associated with each with each contributor, mm-hmm. and the plugin I used associates them with posts, but not users. Uh, and there was a whole bunch of other stuff like that. And for a long time, they didn't have users. Like I didn't have users at all. But since then, I've started creating users for the contributors so that they can log in and edit their own their own stuff. But they're just login accounts. They're not they're not right. anything special. Gotcha. That's really that's really interesting. So, uh, quick aside, uh, what is your area of expertise? Is it design? Are you a programmer? Are you? I'm a back end WordPress developer. Okay. So I used to really love CSS, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I looked away for a couple of months, and when I came back, it, it was completely different. Yeah, totally different. I mean, and, front, front end development in general. Yeah. Just... And at the same time, while it was changing to be some, something completely different. I got a job where there were front-end developers who were awesome and available to me. And I said, guys, just go do your thing. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So being a back-end developer, it makes it really easy to do things like create a custom post type and throw a bunch of content in it. The Maps plugin I use has a great back-end, but I didn't like the front-end, so I rewrote my own. Uh, so if you go to the website now and click on the Map link, you'll see the custom map that I made. Nice. Yeah, so the theme itself is very, very simple. I've done almost nothing to it, but the content, I've done a fair amount of hack and slash. Cool, very cool. So now, so that's the technical side. What about the business side of things? You know, how did you kind of, oh, yeah. how did you, um, how do you go about getting contributors? Do you reach out to them? Do they reach out to you? Do you have sponsors and, and uh, you know, is it, sure. is the site profitable? Things like that. Yeah. Let's talk about contributors first. Okay. Uh, I have a form on the site where people can sign up to be a contributor. And I would say uh, right now I have 84 contributors listed on the site. And I would say fewer than 10 of them approached me. And there's only been one person ever that I did not accept. So by far, I track people down. Gotcha. Far more than anything else. And early on, it was people I knew. I mean, even, you know, I, I did know people outside of the U.S. I knew the guys in India. I knew Rarst. I knew, uh, and I asked some advice. I said, you know, who else would you recommend? And so I got some good names. And these days, more, it's it's very serendipitous. It's just, I see somebody who looks like they might be interesting. I say, hey, what's your story? And 20 minutes later, I know everything about them, and it's wonderful. Nice. And we go for it. I met a woman at WordCamp US, whom I had met before, but I, I just I knew her name, and that was it. And I said, have you ever heard of her Hero Press? She said, nope. I gave her the little pitch, and she said, huh, I might have a story for you. I was a single mom living in New York, and I didn't have a job at all. And I learned WordPress, and it it let me raise my kids at home and have a good living for them. Oh. I was like, all right, there you go. Story number one. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. Yeah. So I, I usually approach people, and almost always, I would, you know, there's only been two people ever who have said, I think my, I don't think my story is right. Mm-hmm. And I've agreed with them. <laughs> gotcha. Everybody's got a story. Everybody is fascinating. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So then you want to talk about sponsorship. 
and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I started out just doing it on my own, there there was no money involved inherently. And it stayed that way for a really long time. I think the first time anybody tried to give me any money at all was right before WordCamp Europe this summer. Somebody said, hey, where's the donation form on your site? I need to give you money. <sighs> and I said, well, there isn't one. And I, I don't really have a mechanism for taking money. He said, do you have PayPal? I said, I do, but I don't like if you gave me money, I can't say, oh, I would use it for this thing for HeroPress. He's like, yeah. I don't care. I just want to give you money. And so he just gave me money, and I actually used it to help get my wife to WordCamp Europe uh, with HeroPress, which was nice. Yeah. But for a long time, I didn't want money. I didn't want to accept money for it because I didn't want to be making money off of these people's stories. And it's a very tricky thing. I still – I do have some sponsorship now, mm-hmm. and I still – I'm a little concerned about making money off other people's stories. A few months ago, XWP approached me and said, you know, we'd like to, we'd like to sponsor some of Hero Press. Uh, officially, you know, not just here, Topher, here's a few bucks to go to WordCamp. And I, I really thought about it for a long time. And I asked a lot of people. I asked people who had been contributors, people who don't have a lot of money and might resent me getting some. And universally, it was, dude, take the money. (laughs) Hero Press is awesome. You deserve every penny. Yeah. And so, given that advice, I accepted. Uh, So Hero Press sponsors one essay per month. And basically, to figure out how much, I just looked at the time I spent on it and I looked at my freelance rates and I said, well, if I were if I, if I were billing a client for this time, it would be this much. And I said, all right, cool. There it is. And so now every month uh, I get a little in the mail, which is nice. Yeah. It makes life a little more comfortable for my kids and stuff like that. It's not enough, certainly not enough to live on. It's not enough to seriously enable a large new thing of hero press. Mm-hmm. But if I could manage to get the other three per month sponsored, I would probably never again need to ask, do a GoFundMe to go to India or Kathmandu or anywhere, which would be nice. I did a GoFundMe to get to India last summer and that was fantastic. It was, it was an honor to be sponsored, supported by the community, but I don't want to ask the community for money every time I want to do something. Yeah. And so the sponsorship I have now is making life a little more comfortable. A little bit more would probably get rolled back into HeroPress a lot more with, you know, WordCamps and new features. And basically it would become like my side job and I would spend the same hours on it that I would with any other client. Yeah. And then I have some ideas for the future about where, where it can go and other things we can do. Nice. That's really cool. So we are, man, we're banging up against time already. <laughs> so I usually, at the end of this, I, I like to ask two questions. Uh-huh. Uh, what are your, what are some plans for the future for Hero Press? And do you have any trade secrets for us? You ask everybody those questions? I do. I sure do. <laughs> I love the trade secrets one because it always takes people by surprise and they always do the same thing. Trade secrets. 
and then they give oh, some, I already know. some great piece of <laughs> advice. So, all right. Sure. Yeah, let's roll with that one then. Uh, unless you have like any like really cool big plans for Hero Press. Sort of. I'm going to I'm going to do a podcast. Nice. And it is going to be exactly this format. But I'm going to do it with people who fit the Hero Press yeah. template. People far away, people that eat food I've never had and <laughs> You know, go places I've never been and use money I can't pronounce. Yeah, that's amazing because, first of all, it fits Hero Press perfectly. But also, I've been reading a few think pieces about how there's lots of new podcasts in the WordPress space, but not lots of new guests on those podcasts. Yes. And I'm totally guilty of that. You know, I, I, I'm trying to expand more outside of the WordPress community, but I'm going for the people I, I know. And I, you know, I... sure. So, uh, that's, that's incredible. Let me know when it launches and I'll, I'm, I'll be happy to, you know, awesome. promote it. So I also need you to teach me how to do a podcast. Totally. Uh, <laughs> I will be happy to do that as well. <laughs> All right. So wisdom, the reason hero press works at all, I believe is that I'm willing to look somebody in the eye and convey to them that I think they are important and worthwhile and just listen. And people open up and they will tell you their life's dreams, their goals, their troubles. They will tell you anything. And in my business, that's perfect. That's what I want for Hero Press. That's perfect. But I mean, if you're, if you're a, a business owner talking to clients, Give them respect and just listen. Say, tell me, tell me everything. Tell me your problems. You know, what's your life's pain? Not just work. You know, what are you struggling with right now? What can we, what can we help you beat? And they open right up and the next day you're friends. And then friends do great things together. Wow. Uh, that is, well, there's, there's nothing to add to that. So Topher, I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm going to thank you for your time. Yeah. I'm going to thank everybody who's listening. Uh, and until next week, get out there and build something and make sure to listen. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks to our great guest and fantastic sponsors. If you liked the show, please rate it and subscribe on iTunes, in Google Play, or whatever your podcast app of choice is. If you have any questions, be sure to reach out at howibuilt.it. And finally, until next week, get out there and build something.